Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. I'm Adam Blue. Joining me as always is Steven Midnight Hatter. How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. And you know what? I'm kind of happy because part of the this like subplot we've had through this show, <laughs> uh, now 90-some episodes, is the technical difficulties. And um, <clears throat> I reached oh, out fun. you know, to the... Soft the people that make the software and they're they said that they found the issue and they fixed it and it'll come out in the next patch. So I'm like, great. So in the meantime, I'm actually not streaming to Twitch or Facebook like I used to, but that's okay because it sounds yeah, like I mean, that line from Office Space where it's like, oh no, we fixed the glitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's so. Uh, anyway, I I don't want to have to worry about technical difficulties, so I just not. Trying to stream everywhere at once for now. Just keep well, it and I see that they made you so mad that that you joined our side uh, because I see you're wearing a freaking awesome looking Xeon oh, T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. Yenshin Studio, and it says yeah, True Gumpla on it. It's very awesome. You know, as a fan of like black metal music, I got so used to seeing the album art of black metal. Yeah, and and so it's cool that it's kind of like that. And I have another one. I think it's upstairs, but it's an RX seventy eight two. Actually, I think it was in my one of my videos this week. I think um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, and and I I think that my only critique of that shirt is that it's not black metal enough because you can still read True Gun. <laughs> yeah, I think it needs more branches, more. I know. And <laughs> that is that is a good one, yeah. Because usually that's how it works, where you the purpose is where you can't read what the band name is. Yeah. Um, but no, that really I have yeah. This three shirts I have total from that. It it yeah. True Gumpler. You can search Yenshin. I think one of my recent videos I have description or in the link. Or, yeah, links in the description. Um, it's very sweet. Um, speaking of links and descriptions, your stuff. So Stephen, for all you guys out there that don't know Stephen, Stephen's stuff is in the description. Yesterday was pretty cool. Um. Which it's pretty amazing. We were looking at the kind of this prototype concept we've been coming up with for what we would want out of a Gundam game. And yeah. it's, you know, I'm not the dev guy. So it's pretty amazing watching Steven go through Blender, Unity, rigging up these models. Even we got to see the GM running around with a, um, uh, a Zaku shoulder shield. Because yeah. that's kind of the elements of stuff we want in the game. So it's really cool to see that you were able to prototype that. Um, anything else you yeah, want to add? It's amazing what we can do. Like in an hour a week, we can yeah. – it, it's like you know, you feed me an idea of like, oh, well, it would be kind of cool if you could equip different parts from other mobile suits onto like a frame. It's like, well, let's do it. So um, yeah, it's it's a fun little hobby project that we we're embarking on because it's like, you know – I, I like to joke that it's like half tutorial, half just messing around, but 100% Gumpla or Gundam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, amazing stuff. So, yeah, check the link in the description because, again, it's part of the Gundam week pattern I have going on. So you get yeah. your fill of stuff. Um, but, yeah, going to the chat real quick. We've got Robert, who has been away for a while. So good to see Robert back. Yeah, good and to see you, bud. not only is he back, but he's the first, you know, yeah. with the comment. Um, Ian Armad, good to see you. Ultronomous, Shirt Lad, uh, Jamkel X, uh, Travis Wadlow, good to see you guys. Uh, hope everyone is doing good. So, 
yeah, you know, this week when it comes to Gundam stuff, it, it's like the first time in a while, which I don't know if it's sad or not, that I haven't bought anything new Gundam. I mean, I guess other than the shirts that came in the mail, but like no Gumpla, no action figures. I, you know, it's like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm just buying, or it, it turns into a habit where then I feel like I just need to go and buy something. And it's like, no, no, no. Right. I don't need to. So I, I have all these kits that I need to build. And I even have videos I've already been working on to finish up. So I have tons of content uh, already coming. Um, a little hint for next week, um, instead of a collectible or Gunplow review, that instead is going to be a lore video about a mobile suit. So that will be that'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty hyped to see that. Yeah, and, and it's cool, too, because the other content I like to make is, you know, reviewing whatever show is out. I think it's pretty nice. It's... the which for Mercury is like the first time that like every week I have some content there for me to not only talk yeah. about, but it's part of the the Gundam zeitgeist, I guess, at the moment. Like exactly. everyone's talking about Witch for Mercury, so I'm glad I can contribute in some way. But how have you been enjoying uh, this the new few episodes so far? I honestly have not been keeping up with the uh, new, the well, I guess the new half of the first season because I because I I kind of fell off at the at the end ah, of, okay. uh, of the previous season. Um, so I need to catch up and uh, and get up to speed before I start watching some of these new episodes. But you know, I hear through the grapevine that my guy Ghoul has gotten a little bit more of a character arc. So yeah. you know, that's the, for me. It's worth it to kind of plug back in and uh, it's. Yeah, it, especially now because I think all of the English of that first part is out yet or about to be. So that's probably a good way to catch up by just finishing the English. And then it, it, it is cool because with Witch for Mercury, it's like it, it got into what always happens in these Gundam shows where like midway through a season, it just changes like tone and oh, location. Yeah. Now there's a focus on different characters all of a sudden and. And they've they're doing that here now, and so it seems it it's giving me double O vibes. I think that's the best way to to put it. Double O was this good, in my opinion, like almost like middle ground of classic Gundam, but doing new stuff, but still yeah being cool. Uh, so well, and that's yeah. you know it's it's in the classic vein of of Gundam shows, right? Because like Double Zeta, you had this massive tonal shift for that yeah, first half of the right. season and then you know you get whiplash when they kind of bring you back into it so um you know in that regard it's like you know even though the 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 main setup for g witch was something that like didn't really appeal to me it's like you know maybe that's the same way people felt about double zeta where it's like well i kind of i, I, don't, I don't know how i feel about this ragtag bunch of kids that are kind of dumping on bright all the time but then it's like the the payoff i think makes up for it a little bit yeah you know what's you speaking on it in this way gives more clarity to what i'm seeing with double zeta because it almost was like they didn't know what they were doing but actually now that yeah, not only that and some other anime even seed does the thing where it has a shift i yeah. think it's what the shift is and i i want to know if this is correct or not or it depends it's more of the their story is focused on the characters until it decides to focus on the world. And I think th that's probably what we see a lot. And maybe that will help me when I'm watching a show, an anime that's long, and I'm like, eh, this beginning is dragging, but it's like, wait a minute. They're building the characters. Let me give the creators yeah. the due and sit through, 
you know, because all this. I've heard the same criticism of Zeta. You know, uh, like you know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but yeah. uh, I've heard people say, "Well, you know, you got to get through that first fifteen episodes or so." Like, I know Camille's annoying, but like, you know, <laughs> and you know, to me, I was like, "What do you think? You're out of your mind!" Like, that's <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? In episodes are great. <laughs> no, that's funny that you bring up Zeta because Zeta is one that I don't feel that way at all. You know, like you were saying, how it's it from the start, it's giving you the world and the characters. But you have your Zeta episode two video. Now I know it went up for supporters, but is it up for everyone else, or is that tomorrow? T uh, tomorrow morning, that'll cool. be dropping. So, um, yeah, you know, for, okay. for those of you who who work the nine to five grind, you'll have something to put on in the background and and zone out to me talking about Zeta Gundam. So, yeah, because it was excellent. Y Really, the things you brought up for that second were things like, wow, I didn't, and I don't want to spoil too much, because actually maybe that could be a conversation later to kind of yeah. talk about some of the themes you brought up, because there were some interesting things that you brought up about episode two that I didn't even think about. It even made it seem like, a lot of times, it, it seems too much of a coincidence that these writers had to have known they were trying to connect dots or trying to say something. Um, yeah. It, that's how I feel about it, and, yeah. and I now that we're kind of getting into more of the meat of the of the of Double O Seven Nine and Zeta Gundam, it's like you know the first episode. There's never a whole lot to talk about because you're really just being introduced to a cast of characters, um, right? But you know, once you start getting underway and you start seeing the the uh, what will be the good, it's almost like a trickle of character arc building that that starts coming out, and you're like. Yeah. You know, and especially given the benefit of hindsight, you know, I think that, again, going back to a lot of the criticism around G-Witch is it's like, given the benefit of hindsight, if we were to look at, you know, kind of where Ghoul is at as a character now compared oh. to where he was in the first couple of episodes, it might give a little bit more context to like, you know, what what is going on? Like, you know, you, there, there were so many of those kind of like, what what are you, what's going on with this show? You know, they're, they're introducing these characters and then they pull them out and then, you know, we, they disappear for two or three episodes. And I think that, you know, they, not to sound too much like a, uh, a sports fan, but like, you know, trust the process, right? Like, trust. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I think you bring up a really good point. It's it's, you know, sometimes after an episode, I'm like, well, what are they doing? And and some, right. to their credit, and I bring this up a lot with Witch for Mercury is they do eventually get back to a thread that made no sense to me and resolve it. A specific case would be when the Gundam Ariel f was fighting Ghoul. It's like, well, that's not fair. But they yeah. did bring that up later, and I was like, okay, good. I'm glad they touched on that. And, and yeah, that's something I, I, I need to keep in mind because it's very easy for me to watch an anime and be like, okay, what? This is ridiculous. But yeah. sometimes they are building the characters. They're making payoffs for later, and I think that's – it's I don't know. It's just it's not as apparent in Western TV when I watch – you yeah. know the TV shows. It's it, not that it's any worse, but it's like a different structure. But it not, doesn't necessarily have the biggest payoff, but it has more consistent moments. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that um, one of the things that, that yeah, like you said, with with anime, they do a good job of planting those seeds early and then having the payoff. Um, I think that the most notorious uh, failure on on the part of Western storytellers would be like someone like Ryan Murphy. 
who, if you've ever watched like American Horror Story, he does the nine one one, and that's what I was thinking of when I was making the comparison. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you you get some crazy character whiplash where it's like you know for the first half of the season you're under the impression that there's this one character that's the murderer and then it turns out that the person that's been running away was the murderer the whole time and you're like well there was never any kind of implication and why would they be running from the murderer if they were secretly the murderer the whole time like it doesn't <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's almost like when the mystery trope is used sometimes it's used purposely to misdirect the audience yeah, red herrings it, are great, but like you have to, you know, have yeah, a convincing it, red herring. <laughs> so I watch. Have you heard of that show, Rabbit Hole? With no, I haven't. Kiefer Sutherland. It's it's amazing. It's on Paramount, and it's amazing. It's it's huh. it's like modern day conspiracy theories, but like showing that they're happening. In like, but cool. what's interesting about it though is. And this is where it's interesting about when shows have how they're written. They're giving you mysteries and then misdirecting you on purpose and then revealing something that, oh, but this actually happened. And it's a flashback. It's like, oh, well, then that makes sense. So it's almost like yeah. it's structured to be along for the ride for misguidedness and not that it's actually a well-told story from right. front to back, you know. Um, it, I think it's that kind of thing. It's almost like you have – for a lot of Western TV, it's like you have a lot of crazy things happen on an episode that might not make sense, but it's enjoyable. Right. And then you move on. So, well, and that's, um, um oh man, one of my favorite uh, examples of a rug pull was I was watching, um, there was this documentary on the History Channel about, you know, they found these um, remains of dragons in like the British Isles. Hmm. And so they went underground and they started digging in these caves and they found like skeletal remains of dragons. And they started talking about the differences between like the dragon skeletons and what you would find like in America with dinosaurs and stuff. And then at the end of it, they're like, we made all of this up. And if you stay tuned, we have a documentary on how we made this fake documentary about dragons. And I was just oh. sitting there like, that's that's you know, pretty you cool. You had me. You had me. <laughs> yeah, that's... there was dragons. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty neat, huh? Well, well. Anyway, it's it's cool. I'm surprised, uh, or is it surprised? I'm pleasantly amused <laughs> with how Witch yeah, Mercury yeah. is actually like. Yeah, it was different at first for me, but I enjoyed it. But now it's like getting into the core of what I like about Gundam. So, um, I think that I think a lot of people would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, looking at the chat real quick, I see that uh, it looks like Dan showed up. Good to see you, T uh, Talos. Uh, Brother in Arms in GBO2, good to see you there. Um, yeah, yeah, speaking of GBO2, let's let's move to that real quick. Um, we do have some GBO2 news, huh? Yeah, so there's this mobile suit called the Cisquid. Cisquid. Yeah. Cis let's just call him Cisco. Cisco. Yep, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Um, it, well, what's interesting about this is apparently this mobile suit was from an SD generation game. That's how yeah. it started. And I find that interesting because we've already joked like how this team really pulls from obscure stuff, but this, I think, takes the cake. If if they're getting... Sure. I mean, it's still Universal Century uh, of, a, of an SD Gundam, a mono-eye... Gundam, it's um, pretty cool looking mono eye Gundam. If we're yeah, if we're being honest. So yeah, I have the uh, 
the page up here for it. So what's cool is this is one that has the Titans colors and AU colors. I always love that sort of yeah. thing. Which it's funny because AU colors to me is just Federation colors. Uh, and, yeah. and then Titans is, is just bad guy colors. I, you know. <laughs> Generic bad guy. Yeah. A little, little purple, little blue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a little bit about this. It's the LRX 077 Cisquid, Cisco. is <laughs> a prototype mobile suit from SD Gundam G Generation. Um, and I guess one... Spe oh, and a, and a manga called Monoai Gundams. That's pretty neat. Um, a little on the nose, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says it's from an alternate, non-canonical version of the Universal Century timeline, um, which I think, oh, this, uh, I feel like I'm going to go off on a tangent, but, you know, when I see the non-canonical and then that of Universal Century, it's like, oh, well, technically, like, the manga of um, uh, Thunderbolt, that people say, in, in uh, Origin. And <laughs> although the animation, though, is all supposed to be, you know, considered the same thing, even if it's a Thunderbolt manga that is not part of the story, the animation is part of the larger story. But I was, what was I watching? A really cool thing, an interview, David Jaffe interviewed a dude that's making a documentary about the George Romero Resident Evil movie. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a link because yeah, he's coming out with a documentary for it. And when he was doing his research on it, and he talked to a lot of Japanese uh, people, developers, or people just in, he said in Japan, canon is just not a thing. Like when they make something yeah. related, think little threads don't have to relate. So it's a, a super cultural thing that I get triggered when I see something that says non-canonical, but I think it's just because for some reason we, in the West, we like our stories to connect a whole lot. Um, in Japan... Yeah, we like things that fit. And, and that's interesting, because in Japan, it's like no one cares, and that's kind of more open and free. Like, I, I, like, yeah. I don't like having to be bogged down just because, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's not canon. <laughs> and I bring that up again because I'll be on Reddit just to... You know, Gundam Reddit is not bad, even though there's places on Reddit that are bad. Gundam Reddit's not bad. But, <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> but there was someone posted, you know, and that's what's cool. People will be like, where should I start with Gundam? And normally the people are really nice when they say, oh, start with this. Usually it's just start with the original. Yeah. But uh, in there, the guy said, oh, I just finished Thunderbolt and Origin. What else? And then one of the replies was like, well, Thunderbolt and Origin's not canon. And it's like, well, you don't need to bring that up. Like, who cares? And yeah, two, don't let that take away from someone that wants the world building of Thunderbolt to be part of their world of 0079. You know, like, I think yeah. things can... Anyway. Well, was... and I think that next week, this is a little, little spoiler. Okay. Next week, the discussion that we're going to have on uh, Midnight Hatter Live is, is going to be in reference to something specifically Origin and Thunderbolt and, nice. and canon. So, good. Uh, yeah. So, so, so feed, us, feed us your nastiest comments about, uh, about canon when it comes to Origin and Thunderbolt. We've already got a hot discussion going on in Discord about it. So, okay. Oh, on your Discord? Yeah. Is, was this, yeah. Oh, I'll have to jump in and look at that. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad to know we're going to be talking about that so I can move on. But that is an interesting thing that it's like a personal struggle. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> um. Okay, so back to this non-canonical version. In my mind, it's it's canon. Yeah. Um, 
It originally well, did now that it's in GBO. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think, too. Could all these work together? But with the story, you know, it was developed part of the old uh, Principality of Xeon's Mono-Eye Gundam plan. MGP. I don't know. I just made that up, but interesting. Um, it was never realized due to Xeon's defeat, and it makes sense that the Titans then obtained the data. Like, right. I like that idea. To me, that, even though they say it's non-canon, you could take that, insert it into the animation universe, and it doesn't discredit anything you know so what would be like the uc version of operation paperclip where the federation oh. got all of the xeon scientists to to come build mobile suits for them like that's whatever i wonder if there was a name for that when the principality was dissolved to become the republic and then the xeonic scientists went to anaheim or the federation was there a, a name for that not that I know of, but I mean, that's where the Hyzak came from. Yeah. Or, you know, basically all of the Titans mobile suits came from that program of stealing Xeon designs and fed, if, fed, fed, federizing them, federating them. I don't know. Yeah, federating them. No, that's <laughs> actually, that would be a cool story if that hasn't been written yet, where there was some sort of, it was a plan, you know, yeah. like it was, well, in order for us to be able to be superior, uh, while remnants may be out there, you know, even though that maybe that's what also led to the Titans. It's like we need an operation. Um, it could be Operation Rabbit. Be, maybe, maybe it's technically uh, Stardust Memory, like Operation Stardust, because that's that was like the whole, you know, spoiler alert. But, um, you know, Basque Ohm and his like whole power grab regarding the Titans was using Delaz and Gato as like, a, hey, look, there are Xeon remnants out there. You You better just you know, give me free, you know, the power to execute whoever I feel like. and Okay, I uh, think that that works then. Yeah, to use Operation Stardust as that was part of that plan. Because it's yeah. true. It's uh, it's interesting. how, And so I guess that makes sense for then a mobile suit that's a mono-eye Gundam to come out of something like that. Um, very cool. Yeah, um, but you know what? Other than that, this was really the first time I had ever heard of it. And it looks like there's yeah potentially model kits or some sort of figure of them. Um, yeah. it, you know, it looks cool. At first, it looks messy, but then when you are busy, but when you look at it closely, you can kind of see, you know, it, it has kind of that SD Gundam look, in, not in terms of proportions, but sometimes the design elements where they do have a lot of uh, sharp edges sticking out everywhere like that tornado gundam or whatever the the other ones are um yeah and, and that's a that's an interesting thing to bring up is like the tornado and the phoenix gundam which phoenix, are right. you know sdg generation exclusives you know is it possible that we're going to see those in gbo2 or not necessarily because they're not you know yeah, they're even, not like the uc the story yeah not being uh canon uc it is still technically uc whereas the tornado is not which no, that, that that's a good point, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, I've been playing this past weekend SD Gen Generation Genesis more because I want to beat it. I I started at 0079, and I got through Missing Link, and then I went back, and now I'm through. I'm at 0083. But the one thing I notice is all of my main units are these non-UC Gundam that I'm just, like, destroying everything with, and it's like, ah, yeah. I'd rather... But it's like quicker because <laughs> the game does take time. So, 
yeah it, it, you you end up breezing through like if you unlock the you know you unlock the unicorn gundam and you're just like full armor unicorn in the middle of the one-year war just... oh i haven't got that yet the one i'm using it's pretty cool it looks like a zeta that has um two uh new gundam fin wings oh the uh, hot scramble oh is that what it's called okay yeah that's um that's actually a build fighters gundam so Oh, okay. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's what I'm using in that SD game, and it's just destroying everything. It has, like, range. It's like, okay. Actually, I got the DLC that had all the AOZ, like the Advance of Zeta. Yeah. Um, and I, I've i just been murdering with those. Um, oh, yeah. Well. Um, but anyway, interesting. I'm not even... I didn't even bother rolling for this. I uh, In GBO2, I did the other one. It was just where you get the half off. You know, I'm cheap like that. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on from that. Oh, I see uh, Brian and Goose in the chat. Good to see you guys. Um. So I personally, I know there's some others uh, like Ian and Tom, totally into the robot spirits. Pretty cool that they're doing this arbitrary 15th anniversary. Like, why does it matter that there's a 15th anniversary of these figures? But I like that it's getting that much... Uh, publicity, I guess, because I yeah. love these figures. Um, so what they're doing for the 15th anniversary is, I guess they're they're choosing some main ones that they're gonna come out with re-releases of, but they have like a little animation cell and uh, a stand. And it's unfortunate because I just got that aerial and I want to get that newer one, but now they have another version, so I'll probably skip. Yeah, that. I think it was a little early to re-release the aerial, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, but no, I mean I, the the number of accessories that these ones come with is is amazing. Yeah. So, so for instance, you know, I just got through Seed recently. I have more familiarity and some appreciation for the for like the Strike, and this Robot Spirits uh, re-release looks awesome. I mean, it because I think the idea is it comes with all the accessories that might have been sold separately, but also a cool stand. Um, yeah, love the effect parts for the thrusters. That's like my favorite. They're awesome. And then they're coming out with, you know, the RX-78 too. But what's interesting about this is this is a version. It's the most accurate version of it that you can get. But it wasn't as widely available as the standard. And what I mean is, so the joints on the, like, the elbows are white. And the hands yeah. are more of a green or olive. Now, the standard release, it was just black hands. And there was like, you know, the gray underneath in the elbow, but they actually decided to make do a wider release that's highly accurate. It comes with a special stand. Um, yeah. So a little closer to the anime, which yeah. that was um, if you ever got any of like the mobile suit in action uh, line, oh. I think that the the RX-78 had like the green hands. And oh, OK. So um, I always see that line every time I'm searching for a figure or something. Um, I'm always seeing that mobile suit in action. Was that um, around when you were, like, buying figures when you were younger or something? Uh, my little brother collected the figures while I ah. collected the model kits. Um, ah, just, okay. you know, him being younger, didn't feel like assembling anything. You know, he ah, just wanted to take it out of the box and play with it. So, it, Was it aimed that way, like, as a toy, kind of like the Gundam Universe figures? It kind of felt like it was, for sure. Um, I definitely remember seeing them at, like, Toys R Us and stuff like that. Ah, that's cool. 
and they always had the coolest accessories. Like you had like a Medea, you know, they, yeah, they, they never came out that. with a model kit of like the Medea or the Elmuth. Yeah, Elmuth. That was the biggest one. Like I've looked online, like I'll see an Elmuth. It's kind of expensive, but it's like I need one for my collection, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, How am I supposed to recreate Lala's death scene without an Elmuth? I know. Yeah, it's funny for such a pivotal character as she is. I don't have anything that represents her in my collection. Um, and I, I that's why I want that Elmuth. Um, but uh, another cool thing is they're also reissuing the Alex and the Zaku, part of the 0080 line, Worn in the Pocket, which they're amazing figures. Yeah. In fact, there's two different versions of the Alex. I don't know which one they're releasing. There's one with the Choban armor and one without. But the one without comes with the damage um, of that end fight with the Zaku. So I'm sure it's going to be that one. And there's actually two versions of the Zaku Kai as well. One of them um, actually comes with ground beef. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was good. And But for a second, you had me because, like, wait, a second version? I didn't know about this? Dude, that was well played. Well played. Uh, R.I.P. Bernie. <laughs> And you know, normally I don't like joking about Bernie and hamburgers, but that was just done well because it's it's pretty sad. But no, um, <laughs> another uh, another thing is they're releasing. Oh, I just and I'm just putting this together. They're releasing the GM, which is an excellent robot spirit. It's like I, knowing because they're kind of not expensive, but they're higher priced since they're not widely available. This might make them more. And I will, even though I have three um, Gumpla, <laughs> I haven't built yet of these. I, I don't care. I want an army. But, but the design of that is so much cooler looking than the Gunpla. It is. I think that the Gunpla kind of looks goofy. It's it's almost like, because what's interesting is the GM is the Veranime, but it seems like with the the, the Gunpla, it's almost like they, they're not doing the Veranime and they're making it a little more boxy, you know, whereas yeah. the the Veranime kind of is almost like an unintentional throwback of modern design where there's some slim sleekness going on uh, in some areas. Um, but the, the Zagok that's also going to be um, released, the, both of them together, too, have a a thing where you can have the Zagok uh, claw go through the GM, and there's a plug on the back of the GM of the claw coming out. So that's awesome. <laughs> so that's why they're releasing these together. They actually go together. Um, and, and I just want to end it where, like, super pumped that this Robot Spirits line is so popular and they're still coming out with figures for it the greatest thing ever would be if they came out with uh robot spirits figures from the missing link game um yeah or some of the side story stuff like having a blue destiny a pale rider just where it's already detailed up and i would think they would have it where it has the hades and non-hades modes or things you can unplug or something yeah yeah i mean that's kind of one of the downsides of the gunpla of those kits is that you know once you kind of build it it's kind of a pain in the butt to like remove the visor and swap out the vents and things like that to activate the Hades or the exam mo mode. I feel like that lends itself more to a robot spirits line where it's just yeah. effect parts that you can pop on and off. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I got the Totus Ritter, the Toads Ritter recently. I don't want to buy two. It was 70 bucks. <laughs> and I was already like being like, okay, this is going to be a big purchase. And it, it, I guess also, um, yeah, that it, it is interesting how there's all those different variants and they haven't really... It, it, yeah, because not only would I jump into my Discord and be like, hey guys, should I do Hades or non-Hades or 
exam or non-exam. And then I think another member, Neon Wave, had been posting recently, like, should I be doing the exam or non-exam? Because I think it's it's interesting. Like, on one hand, maybe Bandai is wanting people to buy two of them, but I think then people are just not going to most of the time, whereas maybe, let's say the kit was a little more expensive and it just had more options. Yeah, or, or, I mean, at the very least, just have the different options available for purchase so that you can buy the exam version or you can buy the regular version. Um, yeah. You know, like, like with the unicorn, they had, you know, the fully awakened version of the unicorn with the green effect parts versus the regular oh, destroy mode yeah. with the red parts. Now they have, like, the perfectibility with the blue. It's like, you know. Yeah. They're doing the exact same thing where they're reprinting the same kit with different colored runners well why not just reprint two different versions of the totus ritter one with one with red and one with green like I don't yeah know. it and i wonder how much of it is like how popular the kit is because you know being p bandai with most of the ones i've been although you know you can get a blue destiny pretty cheap though that's the thing you can still get a bd1 pretty cheap but it's the other ones and maybe even the three uh, i forget so it may be a matter of if it's a wide release, if you can get it cheap, that might be the way to go. But with the P Bandai, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Um. Oh, let me ask you something. Have you heard of, and I just found out about this recently. I actually was from my Discord. Uh, enthusiast, actually, that posts in there. He has a a 100 scale Zeta that's metal. That Parts of it are metal. And oh, I, I looked online. It's not expensive. And it's already wow. built. Um, I mean, there's some parts on runners still, but from what it looks like, it's mostly built. It even has like, um, for instance, the blue on the shoulders, it has the different shades of like the, the baby blue and the dark blue, That's you know, cool. which, yeah. So I'll, I'll send you a link later because it, it, to me, it looked like the best representation of a Zeta I've seen. Wow. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, what line that would have been a part of. Oh, like, third I mean, party. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a third party. It's gotcha. a third party. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, because I'm. I mean, uh, I guess that Verkaze is supposed to be dropping here soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I've got my pre-order in for it, but I have no idea. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes it's like a lot of people are already getting that um, rebuild aerial. Um, yeah. And I don't have it yet. I've had it pre-ordered <laughs> since. <laughs> since it came out so yeah oh man there's just like uh smugglers out here oh no i'm being triggered you can barely see it there's an ad over on the far right it's not an ad but it's gg changing in the in the bathroom they don't need to show me that right now i'm live <laughs> no. yeah, um, uh... <laughs> um okay uh another thing that was pretty neat although this had already been talked about but the Gundam Ariel boasts highest initial sales for a TV series lead Gundam high grade model kit. So, one that that's cool just to get more awareness for Gundam. Um, yeah. If anything, it, it you know, Witch for Mercury is a perfect uh, introduction to the wider Gundam. And in fact, I'm now just formulating this in my mind. Like, you know, UC is more mature, generally, like Hathaway, you wouldn't go to the theater with the kids to watch that, you know, but yeah. but the thing is, there's all these other Gundam shows that people can get into, and then as they get older, really get into UC, and then there's so much of that. So, I mean, it's really good news to see this, even yeah. 
if really in my mind I don't care, I would rather this be about Cuckoo's Doan's Island or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but this at least means that Gundam is here to stay. If they're seeing this and they're excited about it, they're going to, you know, it's less about, oh, which for Mercury is most popular. It's more about, okay, we need to use the same type of marketing for the other things we do. Cross promotion yeah. with games, um, you know, all that, the music videos. And they, yeah. they've been getting really good at doing that, like the cross promotions, the marketing aspect of yeah. it. Um, so credit where it's due, Bandai, um, you know, definitely keep up the good work. Um, maybe give some of that love uh, or, well, you know, I guess they are doing a good job with UC, too. It's not like, you know, yeah. obviously a lot of this stuff is is geared towards um, Witch from Mercury, which makes sense since it's the newest series. If right. there was a UC series on on air right now, we would see the uh, same type of marketing push. Um, uh, I cannot wait for that to ever happen again. If, there, <laughs> yeah. if there's going to be, either they're going to just be movies for now, but another UC series would be amazing. Um, yeah, as long as it's not like Doozy Bots or something. <laughs> doozy Bots? Never uh, heard of that. Do, oh yeah, that's uh, that, that's a conversation for for next oh. week. We'll we'll. Okay. we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you on to doozy bots and <laughs> okay all right I like the sound of that yeah Android Adam are you a UC elitist well I would say uh oh someone's asking about the sample yeah the hair oh um, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah feels better it but it's not this is like way too tall it almost looks like a flat top yeah we don't want that that's kid and play kid and wasn't play. it kid and play or something <laughs> yeah you no, can but, tell how, how old we are we both are that's oh, like how kid, and play, kid and play yeah <laughs> no but androids to get back to what you're saying about being a uc elitist it seems like i would be but i think at the end of the day the uc just tends to have things that align with what i consider top tier mech warfare you know it's like which for mercury is fun the school stuff I don't really care about, but it was it's been fun to watch. Um, Gundam Wing to me that's an incoherent mess. It just has funny schlocky stuff going on. I think the closest was Seed Destiny, like from watching something that really had good writing, dialogue, characters. Even if they did stupid stuff, it's in line with what a human would do. So, yeah. uh, it, but it yeah. sounds like it sometimes that I'm a UC elitist. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I would classify myself as a as a UC elitist, but I just, you know, like I've got better things to do than argue with people on the internet. Like, if, yeah, if I don't hang on it. Yeah, like double O, fine. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's it's what I prefer all the time, but yeah, I try not to get too hung up on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna get to the main thing, but real quick, there was some new P Bandai. Um. Very Amazing nice. Exia. First time I ever heard of that. Um, let's see. They have the... I guess that's that new Gundam. Um, uh, HWS uh, hardware. High huh? High weapon system. High weapon system. There we go. Yeah, it's Which, a Verkop. Yeah. So maybe they just slapped on accessories. But... Um, <laughs> And then the Gunbuster V2, which is which is a really cool one. I have the V2, but not the Gunbuster. And then the Spartans back up again. So, guys, anyone that ever wanted the Spartan, this is the third time that it's available. So they are yeah. making these kits available. And those other two um, Zakus from Cuckoo's Doans. I definitely got to put in a pre-order for one of those guys. Cause... Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, the the fin funnel for the real grade high new Gundam looks pretty neat, and apparently it can now be used on the new Gundam also. Actually, yeah, there's a picture here. Oh, sweet. So yeah, that's pretty cool because I didn't bother getting the high grade re- uh, high the real grade high new, even though it actually does look pretty fun to build. I do have the the new, so I might which is highly rated as like one of the top. Real grades, is yeah. That new uh, other than the fins staying on the back, it is awesome. But yeah, the fins fall off all the time. It's uh, okay. So there was that, and then the last thing here is this um, cross metal build crossbone. I love the metal build stuff, but what they're doing here with this crossbone is they're just re-releasing. They've been released. They have like four variants of the crossbone in the metal build line. So. Interesting, it seems like they're just releasing suits that they could do multiples of. Like, there's an F-91, but there's also the F-90. Yeah. Um, and then, other than that, there's a bunch of Exias, the metal build, and then a bunch of Strikes. I, I wish they would expand the line, but I wonder if it's just expensive to produce. And that's why they just don't have all these variants. Because I would love if, you know, if they did uh, a metal build of, like, a GM and... Uh, yeah, I mean they do have the fixed figuration, but those are like specific to Kukuru's Doan's Island. But having a metal build of like even uh, the gun cannon, you know, just some of the classic stuff, Zaku, you know. Yeah, they seem to reserve it for like some of the more esoteric mobile suits, which is interesting because it's like, is there just a a demand for like the the F9091 and crossbone stuff, because then even they get a lot of kits and robot spirits anyway. I just, yeah. people don't talk about that stuff as much, even though there's a lot. As well, they shouldn't. There. It's all fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so, oh yeah, and then uh, one more thing before we get into the main topic um, is the Armored Core 6. So what's really cool about this is they're selling a collector's edition and a premium edition. The collector's edition comes with, um, it says figurine. I don't like the sound of that because it sounds like it's something small with no articulation. But two twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Maybe they didn't want to put model kit, or maybe it's not a model kit. But I figure like an action figure would sound better than figurine. I don't know. Yeah, something but, like that. But for four forty nine, they have one that comes with a hanger. Or they say garage. I mean, that's insane. Garage. Maybe that's, that's just a... No, I mean, I can't imagine that that's like a translation. <laughs> yeah, just... I, as much as I would like this, I just don't see my... I, like, I, 229 minus 60, still, does that... And we were just looking at like a metal build, for instance, that was 200 and something. Like, I do not see it being that same quality, so... No, no way. Not not for a freebie type giveaway or not 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 a freebie, but But you know, those like pack a, like in collectors add-on. items, yeah, they tend to be cheap. Um I have one from Lost Planet. It's a cool mech, but it falls apart. And yeah. Um Remember when people were complaining about uh like the fallout? Oh um, yeah. That was all yeah. cheap by the t- Yeah, all those things are cheap when they come out. Like Dead yeah. Space. I got the collector's edition to get the gun, and when you got it it was a tiny one. That was a keychain light or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> or when we got the Master Chief helmet. Oh, yeah, was... that you can't actually wear. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting um, where they cut corners there on that stuff. Anyway, I'm I'm really interested in playing this game because with 
the state of notoriety that FromSoft has right now, like maybe they have the means to really do those quality of life improvements to because you know these games have always been fun, but they've always always been hardcore fun. Yeah, Elden Ring did a great job of being classic Souls, but being accessible. So I'm kind of hoping to get some of that with the Armor Core Six. Yep. All right. So a cool thing that was posted was, yeah, Mojo, Watch Mojo. I'm not too familiar with them, but I've seen the logo around. They have 25 million subscribers. God, my goodness. There, there has to be a few bots in there. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, so they did their top 10, uh, top 10 series, or yeah, Gundam series. So here we go. I, I found the, although let me actually fix the thing oh, real yeah, quick. I have the it kind of. There. Uh, oh, wait, nope. Yeah, give me just a second. I'm going to move this over so everyone can see the... Um, okay, that's good enough. Nice. So yeah, that looks good. It, it, um, Witch for Mercury. I, and I'm guessing this is going from 10 down. Witch for Mercury. Fighter G. <laughs> turn A. C. What is this person? Were they drunk when they were typing this out? C. <laughs> I, they meant seed. Wing, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Unicorn, Mobile Suit Gundam, Double O, and Zeta. So, first reaction, that's actually a pretty good list. Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's some some good uh, UC representation on there. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't complain with that. I, I but, like, for instance, with my list, it. I mean, I haven't seen Iron-Blooded Orphans yet, unfortunately. So, I wouldn't, but Wing and Seed would not be on there at all. Haven't yeah. finished Turn A. Could be a contender. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put. I, I I really enjoy it. Yeah, it, it it's just a very good, nice story to watch. Like even if the tropey stuff isn't there. Um, G Gundam. Mm, I know I, that makes some people <laughs> sad, but I. But Zeta being number one, that's that dope. that's you know e, what what do they say? Like even a blind squirrel can find a nut. That that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that. They got one right. That's <laughs> but it's cool that they even have the original as third. Because yeah. I, I mean it's really good, but I think sometimes I was even thinking about this yesterday, like as much as I like the original, sometimes it's enjoyable to watch newer animation. Like for me, Thunderbolt, you know, both of those would be in the top ten just because it is high quality animation showing top tier mobile suit battles like just the that um saikamuzaku grabbing the head of the gm that was on the g fighter and the lasers going through like that's all like it's like fan servicey stuff yeah i mean it's the type of stuff that you're always like oh man if i were piloting a mobile suit this is how i would like take someone out you know um yeah uh, yeah i mean that and that's kind of that's kind of all of what Thunderbolt is, if you think about it. It's like exactly, and, and I like it a lot for that. Um, it's interesting not to see Origin on here. Now, I didn't watch this video. I mean, who actually does? Uh, no, but uh, so I they could have mentioned it. That could be the honorable mentions. Um, well, so they gave an honorable mention, I believe, to 0080, but not even to 0083. So Stardust Memory didn't make the list, didn't make an honorable mention either. Like... And you know what? And that's an interesting thing about Stardust Memory because even I think sometimes the story, as the characters are going through it, it's like okay, but it's again high quality animation, 
like yeah. the coolest designs of mobile suits battling a nuke. I mean, like a Gundam with a nuke and then sh- shooting that fleet. Like that is the stuff you want. You know? Oh you yeah, want and like the Dendrobium Orcus with the like you know pinning the mobile suit. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that type of stuff is. Uh, um, let's see. I'm gonna see if anyone had any. <laughs> Tal's saying, we, t- "Oh, what's up?" Oh, I'm just laughing at a shirt lad. I didn't watch this. Nobody actually does. <laughs> Adam woke up and chose violence. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, right. um, well, and I think you and I, well, I, I was joking with Zionic Shadow. I was like, you know, I don't even think that they watched any of these series. I think that they just went to Gundam Reddit and were like, hey, guys, if you were to put together a top 10, what would it be? And- well, funny you say that because they on Reddit, they just stopped doing, it was either a weekly, a weekly uh, rating of each series. So I wonder if they went through, saw all that, and then ranked it that way. I have. I'm going to double check. Yeah, I mean, like, like you and I were just saying, is you know, it's like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with all of the hate that's that's slung at Witch from Mercury. But how are you going to put it on a list of the top ten series if it's not even done yet? Yeah, that like, that's a good point. Like, it, it could take a turn for the worse and <laughs> and be like, crap for the last few episodes. Uh, yeah, because I'm enjoying it. I just, uh, yeah, it's like not at a point where I would even put it in a top 10 or anything. Yeah. I mean, um, that definitely seems like uh, somebody at Bandai slipped them a 50 and said, hey, if you could just plug our, our current running show, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, yeah, and for the SEO, you know, it's, but yeah. uh, no, Talos was saying, wait till you see their original lists on Gundam, both of you, you will die laughing. So I'm going to have to look that up later because I wonder if, yeah, the, this yeah. is crazy because this is a, a a very inoffensive list. Um, yeah, but I guess what would you have as your number one? Because Zeta would be my number one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think that you and I would both probably put Zeta as our number one, but then like our top five would vary wildly, right? It could. I would. My top five would have the original. It would have yep. probably Unicorn. See that that's where I, I'm like, ah, you know, the the animation in Unicorn obviously beautiful, but yeah. um, but yeah, the story didn't do it for me. So mm, interesting. We'll have to uh, have a debate over that sometime. Although yeah. I will agree, like I I've been watching Unicorn lately, and I want to do a supercut of how annoying Benajer is, where he just like comes into the room and he's like, guys, for the sake of the world, I don't care what you think; it's what I think, and like <laughs> he's so Even authoritative. So. <laughs> and whiny about so. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. um but it's it's because it calls back to so many things again. It's like a fan servicey Gundam for me. Um Yeah. And then um I would probably have 0080. Yeah. In yeah, the top and Dora says it to warn the pocket. Um you know, that's got to mm. be in the top 5. Yeah, just because like Oh, man, and that reminded me when I told you I was playing SD Generation Genesis, and I got to that part, and it's like, oh crap! And like the music plays that dun dun dun, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> then yeah, it's, it's it, when it affects you that much, it's it's awesome. Like, well, and I think that what uh, what War in the Pocket does really really well is um, is that Al represents your typical Gundam fan. 
right? Yeah. Like, oh man, cool mobile suits. Like I got a I got a Xeon rank badge. Like this is so awesome. War is so cool. <laughs> like it's so nice watching war on TV. And then it's like, oh, you know, then it's not just wow cool robot, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's I think the best example of a show kind of showing what it what it is to be a fan and then the reality. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um and that reminds me, I think I did a video one time or on a podcast of the, the manga that was a sequel. It was like a follow-up to that. And I forgot what happened in it, but, um, you know. That's interesting. I, you know, where where do you go from there? That's yeah, my because my whole thought is like, what does that do to Al in the future in the Universal Century timeline? Does he decide to take up arms? Or, you know, does he, or does he's like, yeah, I'm just out, no fighting, and then he just lives just... Hey, he was a gamer. He was playing video games, so maybe he's a he's a game developer. You know, it's um, it's interesting to me that like when you see Camille Badan in late UC, um, you know, I think he's like in you know one of the later like Moon Gundam series. It's like, oh, he becomes a doctor. I see that future more for Al than for Camille. You know, yeah. like um, yeah, that, that's true. Because I mean, I guess Al is so impressionable at that time, and what was affecting him the most was when he saw the destruction. Yeah, you know, and then everyone was trying to talk to him, and then you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's very interesting too. Because remember at the end, like he was crying, and then like no one knew why, but he couldn't, he didn't know how to say it, right? And yeah. that reminded me when I was in third grade, I had to move to California for nine months because my dad got the. Uh, uh, this he had to go there to do something for nine months so we were just gonna just go with him and just live in california for nine months anyway i just remember one day at the playground i started crying and people were like what's wrong I'm like, uh, and i didn't really but it was be, because i was going to be leaving my friends it's just at a young age yeah. sometimes you don't know how to articulate or you don't know do you articulate this is someone gonna be like why are you crying about that and i wonder if al yeah. is going through the same thing you know yeah, sometimes it's uh, man, that's it's so fascinating that like you can identify a similar childhood trauma to something that, <laughs> and that just, man, that 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 says something about the quality of storytelling that's on display there. Is um, yeah, you know, sometimes you just can't articulate something, and yeah, and, and you for don't them know to be able to capture that moment. Yeah, and it's like sometimes you don't know how to, or if as a kid to communicate that. You know, yeah, and I, and I'll see that with my youngest. Like there'll be time he's crying, and it's like, well, what are you crying about? And sometimes he doesn't want to talk about it, and you have to kind of balance that. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's something they don't want to talk about because they don't know they're trying to process it. But then sometimes you you got to do a little digging or just keep an eye out to see what's going on. Um, but yeah, I always connected with that. So yeah, see parenting advice. The chat yeah. you should be <laughs> you should be yeah. paying attention here. <laughs> well, um. You know, back to this list real quick. The one thing, you know, if if anything, I would, um, but still, I think it's crazy to see Seed there. Like, yeah. I still to this day, and I'm gonna keep trying to figure it out. Destiny is like twenty times better than than Seed, yeah. and I just don't. I'll get die it. on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a hill I'm gonna die on. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, um, yeah, that just about does it. Um. I think that's it. Anything else going on? No, that's that's all I can think of. Uh, Gundam cool. related, kind of a slow week, um, yeah. as far as Gundam news goes. But you know, 
yeah, I guess just waiting for the inevitable, here's the next UC thing, or here's the next, um, whatever we're going to do for live Breaker. Like, or... oh, yeah, the live action, uh, of yeah. course. But That's... even Breaker, I feel like there needs to be either a game they're going to announce. I know they have the shows coming out later, so it makes me feel like there's going to be a game announcement sometime. But Yeah, I mean, if they're going to sunset the mobile game, they have to fill that gap somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Well, anyway, all thanks uh, for watching, and we will talk later.